Welcome to The Money Doctors, conversations on financial wealth and money matters for medical and dental professionals. Nobody wants to be injured to the degree that they can't do their job, whether that's for a limited time or much longer. Rare as it seems, it does happen, and that's where income protection insurance comes in. To discuss the issue is the Bongiorno Group's Associate Directors, Mitch McEwen and Ricky Caldo. We like to start with the why in here at the Bongiorno Group. So, I mean, I have had hundreds of clients claim on their income protection policy. So from personal experience, I can tell you why income protection is important to people to provide them that peace of mind if and when they are struck down, unable to work through sickness or injury. That's what income protection does. It provides an ongoing income stream if you're unable to work through sickness or injury. Yeah, absolutely. Staying on the why, um, look, the really simple answer is is financial independence. Anyone that's, you know, that watches the news nightly or on the weekends or reads the papers, they'll see that horrible things happen in the world every day. And at the end of each article, the end of each news story, there's a GoFundMe, log in here, put your money in here. And that is essentially a, a reliance on other people to bail you out. So what income protection is is all about is providing a level of financial independence. So no matter what life throws at you, tragedy, accident, whatever it is, is that you can keep going. Uh, in terms of when people come to see us about income protection, uh, a lot of people will come when a significant life event happens. So, you know, they might be taking on a mortgage, they might be buying a house and they're going to borrow some money. They're going to take take on some debt that they feel a bit uncomfortable with and they feel like income protection will give them, give them the peace of mind to be able to take on that debt and feel comfortable month to month. Children, so if there's if children come along, they feel like that, you know, they're not just looking after themselves anymore. Uh, they look might think, okay, we need that added layer of protection. And the last one, as the kids grow up, school fees, university fees, all, all those sorts of things that, that pop up and people feel like they need to be more financially secure. Income protection is often a vehicle that, that provides that, that security. So Rick, you and I both know that income protection comes in, in many iterations, many forms. You can have it through your superannuation. Okay. There's multiple, multiple companies that offer variations of of products, of income protection products. When you're advising your clients, what are some of the key criteria in an an income protection policy that you look at? Yeah, thanks, Mitch. So there are a lot of different iterations of income protection policies out there. So you touched on the who will be applying for income protection and why they come to you. A lot of the terminology and a lot of what happens inside the income protection space is all about that, is about who has applied for the income protection, what their occupations might be. So everyone is very different. So when you're talking to somebody who has an income protection policy or in fact might be on an income protection claim, their policy could be very different. So there are things like the way it's funded. Some income protection policies are funded through superannuation. Some income protection policies are funded out of your own pocket where you can claim a tax deduction for that. So 
the funding of it can be quite different. Other terminology like a waiting period, for example, has a big implication on one, when you receive your money from an income protection claim, but two, also how much that income protection policy might cost you on an annual basis. So with with the wait period, what are some of the sort of the common wait periods offered by insurers? Yeah, so that varies. So you can have a a 30-day waiting period. I know with my income protection policy, what that means is I, I wait 30 days before I receive a payment from an insurance company. So I just need to be sick or injured and off work for 30 days before receiving that. That's what a waiting period actually is. Other insurance companies can offer a 60-day waiting period, a 90-day wait, even 180 or 365 days. So if you've got a waiting period of 12 months, what that means is you need to be sick or injured and off work for 12 months consecutively before you get paid. It's very different to a private health insurance waiting period, which you might see there where you just you have to pay your premiums for 12 months before you can actually claim on it. Income protection is very different. That waiting period terminology is, is quite different. Yeah, and I think that takes you back to your point on it's so individualised and a waiting period for when you're speaking to someone at work or in the operating theatre about you know what their waiting period is like and what their premium is, it's because of the stage of, of life that they're at, what they were prepared to pay. I mean, for a young person who has just put all their, their savings into a new home uh, and they've taken out a big mortgage and they haven't got any cash in the bank, like you, you're always going to be looking at, at advising on a, a shorter wait period because if something goes wrong, you know that they're going to need that cash flow quickly. Whereas if you've got a more established doctor who's been out in practice for 10 years, they've got considerable assets, they've got considerable cash and superannuation built up, you know, they might be able to cover themselves for, for three months, for six months, for 12 months before they need the insurance. So it's very important to pay for what you need. So I guess that takes us back, Rick, to how do you go about getting income protection? What are the steps involved? Yeah, just going back to that income protection, the waiting period aspect of it too, you mentioned like an existing doctor. If you're a consultant, don't forget, if you're self-employed, you don't get any sick leave either. Absolutely. So while you're an employee at the hospital, yeah, you'll be building up sick leave entitlements and you may not take sick days. And so you may have built up many, many hours of sick leave entitlements, but that only takes you for your first sickness or your first injury and then you use it all and then it's gone as well. So that waiting period can be very important. Yeah, so look... A lot of you probably listening to this now, you might have an income protection policy or, or you might be looking at getting one and you think, well, how, how do I go about doing this? So there are a number of options, but it, I find it always comes back to you've got to go and get advice from somebody that knows what they're talking about with income protection and, and particularly has experience with recommending products to, to medical professionals. Yeah, it's an interesting point because – when you look at the different providers out there, in the landscape that we're currently in in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of change. So when we see new applicants into the income protection space making claims on policies now, it used to be that you could insure yourself for a set amount and you didn't even have to earn that money to get paid that amount of money that you were insured for. Now they've got what they call indemnity policies, which means that when you make a claim, 
you need to financially justify how much you're earning at that time. It's not good enough to just earn the money in the first year when you make the application for insurance. You have to continually earn that level of income to get paid that at time of claim. So very important there. In practice, like people can really do a number on themselves there because, you know, you might think in your mind, oh, I earn about, you know, 200,000 or 190,000 and you sign up and you, you know, you pay your premium to get paid that 180. But it comes out that you've had some, you know, you've had some, some leave. You haven't done as much overtime and, you know, your, your annualized income might only come out to 140. Well, at the time of claim, even though the, you have paid the insurance company for the 180, 200K of income, they're only going to pay you for what you can justify. So having someone there to do the calculations properly to ensure the right amount is, is taken out is vitally important. Yeah. And that's just not for the application. That's an ongoing review. Absolutely. That's that's looking at tax returns on a yearly basis to see that you're actually earning that money, to see that you're actually your insurance is actually what you're actually going to get and what you're paying for. It's important to have those things reviewed on an annual basis, Mitch. Yeah. And, and you know, with the annual review, I mean Rick and I haven't we haven't really touched on some terminology you might hear at stepped and level and, and those sorts of words, but very generally, the earlier you take out insurance the cheaper the annual cost in the long term. Okay, so we might wrap this up. And, you know, if you're thinking, how do I get income protection? What are the steps involved? Well, as I said, it is about getting advice with anything in this country. When you are giving anyone any sort of financial product advice, ASIC require what's called a statement of advice to be completed. So what a statement of advice is, it's like a, you know, it's like a 40-page document that looks at your needs, requirements, all the different options that anyone who's recommending the product has explored. And it gives a detailed explanation to you of why something has been recommended and why it will best fit your individual circumstances. So not only does it sort of legally cover the person providing the advice, but it also, you know, it covers the individual who's receiving the advice because they can feel comfortable in the fact that someone has done the due diligence, someone has gone through the options uh, and made a, a correct recommendation. So at the Bongiorno Group, we have a financial planning team and an insurance team that will guide you through that process uh, and make it as easy as possible. You've been listening to The Money Doctors, proudly brought to you by leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno Group. For more information, please call 03 9863 or visit bongiorno.com.au. Please remember this general advice has been prepared without taking account of your objectives, financial situation or needs. You should consider the appropriateness of this advice before acting on it. If this general advice relates to acquiring a financial product, you should obtain a product disclosure statement before deciding to acquire the product.